by impact sports this is episode number 54 and i'm alex Beaudry. with me is brian klemecki to break down the first round it just ended a few minutes ago how you doing brian i'm good man staying up late pushing out content just crushing mountain dew and <laughs> let's get this first round man i need a cigarette <laughs> I need yeah to... a little shot of jack or something too yeah <laughs> that, that was a that was riveting uh <laughs> we were just briefly talking before we hit record. Um, yeah, like the first seven picks were just like completely by the book. I mean, yeah, it was when, chalk pretty much. When we didn't do our when we did our mock, I don't think we had Stingley going that high. Um, you know, you had you had mentioned you had Thibodeau going to the Giants, although at seven instead of five. But I mean, like none of those picks were really. You know, they, they were I wasn't all just, shocked by any. I nope. mean, Stingley at three, maybe that's like the biggest shocker. But I mean, he's he's pretty much a top five talent in this draft. But top ten picks, pretty much chalk across the board from my position. Yeah, I mean, at number eight, I, I'm not high on Drake London. I, even like they showed his highlights after he gets drafted. Like after he got drafted, everything's yeah. contested. He's got no separation ability. I mean, he's got the size. He's got the hands. I just don't know if that's going to work in the NFL. Um, but then, you know, Charles Cross at nine, fine. It's, it's ironic yeah. that Seahawks finally get some offensive line help after Russell Wilson's gone. And then That's Garrett right. Wilson at 10, I think everybody had him pegged, you know, between eight to 10. Um, yeah. and we were just kind of like slowly plodding along. And then I texted you, I'm like, this is boring. I want some trades. <laughs> and, and then we had three trades in the next three picks and, yeah. and nine in the last 20. Almost every other pick was a trade. And on top of it, you had some big name veterans get moved in those trades. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eagles, AJ, or Titans, AJ Brown moving to the Eagles for their first round pick, pick 18 and a third. And then you had Hollywood Brown going from Baltimore to Arizona to team up with his former college teammate, Kyler Murray, for the 23rd pick. And I got it written down somewhere here. Um, oh, the Ravens at number 100. Yep. Uh, and then the Eagles, I couldn't even keep track of what the hell the Eagles were doing. They've, I think, I think they've traded like five times in three picks, if that's even possible. <laughs> so, all right, let's do this because it was wild. Yeah, now where do you mean, want to start here? Where do you, want, do you want to start with the trades or do you want to start like just kind of the board, how the board fell? Let's be – Let's be those people that take ownership of their mistakes. Okay. And, and let's start with what we got drastically wrong. All right. And, I, and I'll start first. All right. You, you may remember last week, I think I put the over-under on first-round quarterbacks at like four and a half. Yeah. There was one drafted tonight. That's crazy, man. And it was Kenny you know, Pickett. <laughs> I, I'm going to trump you on this, man, of uh, a missus. Uh, I've been banging the table for Malik Willis at two for about a month now, not even in round one, which is wild. <laughs> not only that, we both we both kind of agreed that like Detroit should get him as the best yeah. quarterback in the draft, 
they could have stayed put at 32 and gotten him. Right. Instead, Honestly, they, when I saw them trade up to 12, we all fought quarterback. <laughs> yeah, to, to go get the fourth wide receiver in the draft. Now, don't get me wrong. Jamison Williams could end up being the best wide receiver in this draft. He's got that capability. Yeah. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. When he when they jumped into 12, I was like, well, 12 is a little high. I don't know if the Eagles are going to get a quarterback or the Ravens. Nope, Jamison Williams. Jamison. And then as soon as that pick happened, I texted you. I'm like, the Packers aren't picking a wide receiver. Nope. Yeah. There's and when no you saw chance. when you saw four going to the top twelve, you're looking at the board and you're like, the value's just not gonna be there. You know, Goody's not gonna be the guy to reach on a player. Um there there was just no way unless they were gonna be able to trade up into the top fifteen. Like I said in the previous pods, best case scenario for them in a wide receiver is they have to move up. You have to move up to contend with these teams. And everyone was flying up draft boards to go get their guy. The interesting thing, though, is I do not believe that Dotson, the wide receiver from Penn State, was worthy of pick 16, which is where the commanders took him. Yeah, I thought that was a little bit of a reach. And I and I would not have wanted the Packers to jump up to 17 to get Traylon Burks, which is what they would have had to do with right. the Titans picking Burks at 18. So, you know, I've already been on Twitter. Fans are throwing a conniption saying this team's impossible to root for. You know, what are they doing? They drafted an inside linebacker and, you know, a 24-year-old defensive tackle, which, by the way, nailed that call. I, I, you sure did, man. I, I love Devontae Wyatt. I'm glad the Packers got him. Um, but, you know, it was just the, the run on wide receivers. I mean, between pick eight – and 18, six of them went. But then, according to teams in their draft boards, there must be a very clear drop after six because teams like the Packers, uh, the Chiefs, tra- when, the, when the Chiefs traded up to 21, I was like, oh, they're going to go get somebody. And they went defensive back. Um, so, I, to me, it signals very – The Chiefs very- went defense-defense with both picks – so did the Packers. Just like the hey, smart organizations, man. Yeah. Um, well, and that's why, you know, everybody complaining about the Packers picks, every time they've lost in the playoffs, it's because they can't stop the run, and the teams they've lost to have been able to do that. So now you shore up the middle of that defense. They can finally put Quay Walker, who is a freak of an athlete, next to Devondre Campbell, and they don't have to sit in that stupid dime defense. They can actually stop the run. Move, at right. least move to nickel. Yeah. Um, and you got a legit defensive tackle who can rush the passer, passer up the middle, and he can sit alongside Kenny Clark, and you can actually stuff the middle for once. I love both these picks. We can be Georgia North. I'm totally okay with it. Um, go so, dogs. Go dogs. <laughs> um, but I was – you know, my hot take last week was that, you know, I only thought five wide receivers would go in the first round. When six went in the top 18, I'm like, oh, God, we could have eight, nine guys go because yeah. you still got Watson out there and you still got Pickens, who I would have taken over Dotson. But apparently the teams in the second half of the first round didn't necessarily think those guys were first-round grades. Uh, I feel like some teams got scared off with the ACL injury with Pickens. Um that would be a big red flag for them is why they 
let him fall in the second round. Uh, I mean, you still got Christian Watson out there on day two here. You can Sky Moore out there on day two. Um, I thought the uh, Traylon Burks, the 18th uh, pick overall, was a nice um, little care package that they got from, uh, what, Philly? Um, that's the Titans, that is. Uh, basically the same players, AJ or AJ Brown, just kind of nice run after the catch, take the screen, 80 yards. Um, and about $75 million cheaper. Oh, for sure. He's, what he's, he's on like a four year, hundred million, year, 100, 100 million, 57 million fully guaranteed. So, you know, I saw a, t- a take on Twitter, the Titans just traded AJ bound AJ Brown for Traylon Burks and pick one one And it's like, yes, but look at where the wide receiver market's going. If you get a younger guy who's even 90% of what A.J. Brown is, he's $75 million cheaper over four years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, there's going to be – that's how the league's going to go. There's going to be teams like the Eagles and the Dolphins and the Raiders who are going to take on these big contracts. And there's going to be probably just as many teams, if not more, that are like, no, we're not getting anywhere near there in the wide receiver market. Right. And someone mentioned on the broadcast, um, and we were kind of talking about it too, is these receivers, you're going to see the trend of a lot of first round wide receivers because the wide receiver market, the free agency market is getting ridiculous with the $30 million a year. So you're going to get the teams that want to pay the guys um, that have maybe the rookie quarterback contract skills. Um, and you get the teams like the Chiefs and the Packers that kind of say, no, thanks. We're not trying to spend 30 million on a wide receiver. And they're going to zig when everyone else zags, you know, go defense and double down on defense and run game. It's going to be the teams that are really run run well, that consistently make the playoffs are going to have a field day. If that's true, because look at, you had six wide receivers go in the top 18 picks. So the Titans, commanders, lions, saints, jets, and Falcons all took a wide receiver. There are teams like the lions the Saints, the Falcons for sure, that all had bigger needs than wide receiver. Yes, the wide receiver market's getting out of control, but like <laughs> we gotta we gotta walk before we can run here, fellas. Like, right? What are the what are the Lions doing now? Maybe they go and get their quarterback day two, and they feel comfortable with it. But I was shocked to see the Lions jump up from thirty two to twelve just to take Jamison Williams. So out of the wide receivers that all went in the first round, who was the biggest shock? Do you think Jamison, just because of the the leap from 32 to 12? And who did it? The like, Lions. It, like if a team was going to jump that high, I would have thought it had been the Chiefs or the Packers to get him. Yeah, he, I was thinking Chiefs all day because of that speed, you know, with Tyreek. Yeah. It's, it's an obvious connection, but um, and, the, the, one, the one that got me was the Olave one. They gave up yes. two a first next year, a second next year, a couple of mid round picks for Alave. Look, that that haul is insane. Yes. Why would you just do that for Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams? And and I don't know if they needed to do it. Like to go up to eleven. Yeah. Now maybe maybe the Commanders would have taken Olave since they took Dotson at sixteen, which is who they traded with. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, 
no other wide receivers went in the middle there. I mean, Jamison did, but he was he would have been gone anyway. And and you you still got your tackle at nineteen. Like, why not just stay put? Why give up the the capital? I mean, they gave up a third and a fourth just to move up five spots to get a guy who might have been there anyway. Yeah, the that that's such insane draft capital they used on wide receiver three in this draft. Um, and the second best Ohio State wide receiver. That's insane. I I, I don't know. Mickey's probably got a plan down there in New Orleans, but we're looking at this pre-draft and, you know, you trade all that draft capital, future draft capital, it is the next year for a pick this year. And everyone assumes they're going to take those two picks and package them to move up into the top 10 for a left tackle, a franchise left tackle, uh, maybe a quarterback, like a Pickett or Willis, but you trade all that draft capital away and you get like a wide receiver two on your team. That sounds crazy. It does, and you just – I feel like that team just has bigger needs than wide receiver. But uh, who, who knows? Maybe they're just going to try and outscore everybody. Um, so looking looking at that, you know, the wide receivers went quick but then kind of fell off. I'm trying to think what else that, that I got horribly wrong here. Um, the quarterback one was the big one. I, I'm shocked that not only did only one quarterback go, I'm shocked that it – was Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I thought for sure Malik Willis over Kenny Pickett. Um, I felt that there were a lot of teams that were taking guys in their own backyard. Like you had Hutchinson to the Lions, stays in Michigan. Um, You had Kenny Pickett staying in Pittsburgh. Aquanu staying in Carolina. Exactly, and Aquanu staying in Carolina. Uh, I just feel like sometimes you can run into trouble with that, with the expectations on these guys where kind of your fan base kind of grows up with these guys and then they put the weight of the world on them and mm-hmm. then, you know, they can fail. Like uh, Green Bay has kind of come out uh, probably like five, six years ago and said like, yeah, you know, taking Badgers is always kind of dicey because the whole fan base is so crazy for them. Mm-hmm. You know, you put the weight of the world on, you know, second or third round Badger player and, you know, anything can happen to a 20, 21, 22-year-old. So, I don't know. Perf- uh, I preferably wouldn't want to take a guy in the own backyard, but, you know, I- Hutchinson's the only one I feel good about of those three guys that stay where they were um, and as far as where they are and geographically. Um, Icky, I have Neil rated over Icky, but, it, you know, Carolina's got bigger problems. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. All right, well, let's talk about things we, we got right, because we did get some things right. Yeah. Um, shout out to you. You had Kayvon Thibodeau to the Giants. I had Kayvon it. and Neil. And Neil. You had him flip-flopped. but you Flip-flopped, yeah. But you nailed that. Um, you had Jordan Davis at 13. We thought it would be to Houston, but you had him yeah. right dead on the money there. Um, sauce at four. Yep, you had Sauce at four to the Jets. I had Devontae Wyatt going to the Packers. Yep. You had Daxton Hill as the first safety off the board after Hamilton. Yeah. He beat Scene by one pick, who is who is who I picked. Yeah. <laughs> um, but sa- the two the two safeties closed out the first round. Um anything else that I missed? Um 
No, I think you've pretty much covered all of our wins there. Um, the other thing I want to talk about real quick is the fall of Jermaine Johnson. What the yeah. hell happened there? There has to be something in his medical report that they're not releasing to the media. Cause right. although I did see a tweet, some insider, some executive tweeted that, you know, there's nothing wrong with him. It's just the media had him too high. This is where he was all along. Um, Do you, you know, buy that? Well, the media was right about everybody else. <laughs> I mean, other than, right. I mean, other than Dotson, yeah. Kenyon green, maybe a little high, but like yeah. the first 14 picks, there were no real surprises there. Um, no, just the uh, the people who picked them is probably the shocking part. But top but fourteen the, guys that went, yeah, I have no problem with. Yeah, they they're all right. I mean, Kenyon Green, I think maybe is a touch high. Yeah, Zion Johnson might be a touch high. But but now once you get to the middle to the second half, you're, it it starts to break down anyway because these teams all have different grades on these players. So for the media to say like you know, I mean, there was a at one point we were talking about could there be four edge rushers off the board one through four with Jermaine Johnson being one of them. And he slides all the way to 26 and the jets go back up into the first to get him. I love what the jets did tonight. I thought the jets big winners, they did not do jets things, which is good for the jets. Um, They got, in my opinion, the best corner in the draft. I like Gardner slightly better than Stingley. Me too. They got maybe the best wide receiver right now in the draft and Garrett Wilson. Yep. And then you get a potentially top 10, top 15 edge rusher that slides for whatever reason. Um, but you get them at, at a good value in, at 26. Um, so I, I love what the jets did. Are they your big uh, overall winners of the night? Yes, because they are a team who needed help at a lot of positions, and I think they did that. They got three starters out of this. I agree. I think they got a lockdown corner. They got a wide receiver one, and they got a potential franchise pass rusher. Like, what more can you ask for from a draft? Uh, and I mean, in round one, yeah, that's phenomenal talent, phenomenal value. Um, Joe Douglas knocked it out of the park tonight. Both New York teams, I think, had fantastic drafts. Talk about the Giants. They got Kayvon. They got Evan Neal. They really short up their offensive and defensive lines. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the big winners of this draft to me are both New York teams. Yes, I would totally agree with that. Um, the big losers of the draft, Packers fans. I'm not going to say the Packers. Packers <laughs> fans lost. Yeah. Because uh, they really wanted a wide receiver to go uh, round one. Um, Patriots, the Patriots, <laughs> yeah. I, Cole Strange, I think they could have probably made that same pick in round two. Um, yeah. There's a really funny video out there. I sent it to you. It's uh, for whatever reason. I don't know why, but the Rams don't do anything for like the first two days of the draft, so they were just holding a press conference, which I didn't know that was a thing. And they got. Uh, their GM and uh, McVeigh up there yapping it up with fans or whatever. And Cole strange comes off the board and McVeigh <laughs> just rips into the, he's like, wow, we wasted all that time thinking we were going to get him at one Oh four. So just Man, savage. throwing shade on the, 
on the Patriots. Uh, what did you think about the Jaguars draft? The Jaguars got a lot of heat. So what do you let's let's look at both their picks together. So they had Trayvon Walker at number one, and then Devin, De- Lloyd. Devin Lloyd at twenty seven. I I don't hate it. I mean, Trayvon Walker I thought was a little bit of a reach. I mean, I love Trayvon Walker, but. I'm still taking Hutchinson, and I mean, I'm still taking Kayvon one, Hutchinson two, Trayvon three. Um, but if you love a guy, you got to take him, right? So he's got elite traits. It's not a bad pick. I give it a B plus. Um, and then 27, you have Devin Lloyd. Um, everyone pretty much had him as the consensus number one, like off-ball linebacker. Um, I think he might have dropped a little bit because of the four six six forty. Um, he went behind Quay Walker, obviously. Uh, but I don't like it's a solid B B plus. I don't hate it. They they got rid of Miles Jack. They replaced him with Devin Lloyd. They paired Trayvon Walker with Josh Allen. You got a semblance of a front seven now. You can try and compete in that AFC South. I think they're in a, they're they didn't shoot themselves in the foot. Solid B plus. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hate either pick. Trayvon Walker at number one for a franchise like Jacksonville. You're trying to hit a, a grand slam. You're not even trying to yeah. hit a home run. You're trying to hit a grand slam. Yeah. You did it with Trevor Lawrence last year, who was the consensus number one overall. And yeah. now this year, you're taking a guy with, I mean, just the upside is unlimited with him. Yeah. Um, the broadcast this guy could was talking, be Khalil Mack. Yeah. Well, and the broadcast was talking like. He was kind of in like a weird role at Georgia. They had so much talent. They were kind of moving yeah. all over the place. You know, now he's the number one pick. Can he settle into a position and what, you know, let's see what this kid can do. I didn't hate yeah. the Jaguars draft either. I did have a couple of teams that I was like scratching my head. The Falcons. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to take Drake London out of it because I'm, I'm admittedly kind of a Drake London hater. But let's okay. let's assume even they went Garrett Wilson, who was kind of the consensus number one guy coming yeah. into it. What are they doing? They what? had to go wide receiver, man. Why? Their wide receiver one is Olembe Zacchaeus right now. How many times did Matt Ryan get his ass kicked last year? Like, yeah, I know. That, but... that franchise has way more problems than people catching the ball. <laughs> That's true. I mean, their defense like, is a sieve. Their offensive line isn't great. Um, but – I mean, you just look at their roster. They need help everywhere. I get where you're coming from, but yeah, but stop, I don't. Stop, they they remind me of like the Matt Millen Detroit Lions. Like every year, we're gonna be <laughs> in the top ten, and every year we're just gonna draft a guy who catches the football. Like Kyle Pitts is a phenomenal football player, but at number four, that was a reach last year. I agree. This year, now you got Drake London, and like maybe he should be like around that eight to ten on the board. But I would have rather had them go Charles Cross. I would have rather have them go Jordan Davis. Anybody but a wide receiver. Like, let's start building this. Anybody this else. Any, anybody else. <laughs> anybody else. Um, and the commanders. Uh, Dotson, Dotson coming off at 16, I feel, was like a stretch. Yeah, I agree. I thought they should have went maybe secondary. Uh, Trent McDuffie would have been a nice little um, pick for them if they could have got that. Um, let's see who else went here. Uh, let's see. I don't know. I, I would have went secondary for them. Kyrie Elam, Trent McDuffie, maybe take Dax Hill. Um, 
I just did think that wide receiver was that big of a need. You got Scary Terry, you got Curtis Samuel you just signed, you got Logan uh, tight end. Um, I mean, Carson Wentz has some weapons, and you just now you just basically drafted a wide receiver three for your team. And they got Logan Thomas, who's yeah. a nice pass catching tight end. Um, yeah, another team. Actually, you know who would have been like a good fit for them would have been the very next pick, Zion Johnson. Um, yeah. Offensive line is never a bad way to go. Well, and they just opinion. lost. They just lost Scherf. He finally is yeah. off his double franchise tag. He's gone. Um, yeah. That would have been a very nice replacement there. Um, yeah, you could have gone corner with McDuffie or Elam. Um, if or if you really wanted a wide receiver, go Traylon Burks. I think he's better than Dotson. I agree. Um, the Ravens. I like what the Ravens did tonight. Um, Kyle Hamilton at 14 is just like the perfect Ravens pick. Yeah. Um, They got what some people thought was the best prospect in the draft. He's going into a very nice situation in a defense-heavy team where he's going to be able just to run around and do his thing. Um, Love that pick. I love that they turned Hollywood Brown into a first-round pick, essentially, because I don't – see the value there i have a couple question marks for the arizona cardinals um and the tyler you don't love that for arizona you know you don't love the hollywood hollywood brown acquisition not for pick 23 oh yeah i agree that's compared to what everyone else is going for like aj brown i would not put i would not put hollywood brown in the same category as aj brown Devontae adams or tyreek hill i feel like this is a kyler pacifier move like, hey, we're gonna get your boy from college. Chill out. Just come to training camp. We got we're really, Hollywood. We're really sorry about that fifth really year sorry. option. Yeah. <laughs> but here's here's your old college buddy. Yeah. Um, and then they turned twenty five into Tyler Linderbaum, which is a good pick. Um, although, that was a great pick. Although right right after they made the pick, Lamar Jackson tweeted, "What the fuck." <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's looking around. He's kind of he's kind of feeling like Aaron Rodgers now. Like, dude, you just trade my wide receiver one and get me a center. What the fuck? He did, he did say like shortly after, like this has nothing to do with us drafting our new center. But I was like, uh, you sure? Because it seemed yeah, it yeah. happened pretty immediately after the pick. Yeah, it, you know, <laughs> I don't buy that whatsoever. That's kind of the the Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, I need two fingers of. Of tequila after this pick uh, last year, yeah. Jordan Love. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I love Jordan Love. Really? Yeah, sure. Because you you're do. drinking tequila after the pick. Yeah, I don't buy uh, the whole. I'm trying to brush <laughs> off the WTF. <laughs> that was. Oh my that was, God. that was so funny. I was dying laughing at that. So song, Baltimore like... is going to be the most talked about franchise for the next year until he signs that deal or not? Because he it just is a... pissed off his. You just took away his waters for one. You pissed him, clearly pissed him off on Twitter, and now he gets a center and a free safety. Yeah, probably he's not. Staring what down he's the barrel for. at Rashad Bateman as his wide receiver one. Yikes! Uh, it, it's <laughs> it's tough though because the Ravens likely picked the best player available at both spots. I. I don't agree on that one. I maybe, would say Hamilton. Maybe not Tyler Linderbaum. Yeah, I would say Hamilton, and then they passed on Jermaine Johnson 
who went one pick later. Yeah. And they need a pass rusher after letting Zadarius leave twice and Judon. Um, yeah. But... I think Linderbaum's a good pick for them. I don't think he was the best available. Um, they are like a grounded pound smash mouth type team. So I get the pick. Um, I just, I just don't love it for Lamar Jackson. So now we're going to see looking ahead till tomorrow with the second and third rounds, there's going to be another massive run on wide receivers because uh, yeah. you got the Packers who still haven't picked one. You got the chiefs who still haven't picked one. And now you got the Ravens who are in just a desperate spot as the Packers are. Right. Um, so we saw six go today. We could see six go tomorrow between rounds two and rounds three. Easily. Right. Right. You still got Sky Moore, George Pickens, Christian Watson. Um, there's one that I'm blanking on right now. Uh, Alec Pierce from Cincinnati could go. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got some ballers out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just kind of looking over my um, my list here if there were any other big surprises. Let's talk about the Steelers for a second. Sure. This this pick really did surprise me. Um, you had them pegged, to your credit, that they were going to go quarterback. Yeah. Who knew that at 20 they were really going to be able to stand put and pick whoever they want? I do not yeah. understand the Kenny Pickett pick at all, though. Me neither. He, he seems to me, and, you know, who knows, maybe three years from now I'm going to be like, Wow, I can't believe Kenny Pickett fell to twenty. <laughs> but <laughs> but he seems to be who he is. And at least with Malik, yeah, he's gonna probably have to sit a year or two, but he's got a cannon for an arm. He can run. Right. Pickett Pickett just kind of seems to be who Pickett is. And I understand that their division got a lot better with Deshaun Watson. You got Burrow, um, and you got Lamar, but like does Pickett start day one? No, I don't think so. I think he has to. Yeah, I mean, it's him or Mitch. It's going to be a quarterback battle, I feel. Yeah, but now you're doing like the Chicago Bears thing where you're paying your backup quarterback $7.5 million a year. I guess, but it's you had to have some insurance going into the draft because you were at 20. Otherwise, you're looking at, uh, I mean, RIP Dwayne Haskins or – uh. Mason Rudolph, and those clearly are not starting caliber quarterbacks. No, so, but why not? But 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 then again, basically, not... you took out a seven million dollar insurance policy. I, I feel at quarterback. But at twenty, you have your entire like you have, you are basically the number one overall pick when it comes to quarterbacks. Why won't you take the guy with the high upside? You got. Trubisky. Oh, I agree. They should have won the league, Willis. Yeah. Like, I I just yeah. feel that the ceiling for. Kenny Pickett is like a Kirk Cousins type quarterback with a little more athleticism. Whereas Malik Willis, if you know, if the cards fall the right way, he could be Josh Allen. Yes. Kenny Pickett screams like Sam Darnold to me. Right. Like Daniel Jones, Sam Mm -hmm. Darnold. uh, At best, he's Kirk Cousins. At worst, he's like, you know, backup quarterback. But I mean, Malik Willis, he could be superstar. That's what I feel. Or he could flame out. But and if he, but if he flames out, at least you're taking like a high. It's high risk, high reward. Yeah. And he, like you don't need him to start this year. 
Yeah. Like you have your seven and a half million dollar man and Mitch Trubisky insurance policy who could, you could, you know, run them out there until October. And then when you guys are three and eight and getting your teeth kicked in, then you can run Willis out there and let him take his lumps. But yeah, I don't love the Steelers draft so far. And another like, guy who's staying local. Did you say, and, was he included in your? Yeah. 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 He stay, uh, he's from Pittsburgh. I just kudos to them for staying at, at 20 and not even trading up to go get a guy. Cause that would have been 10 times worse. Right. Um, to trade up to 10 to get Kenny Pickett. At least they stayed at 20. I'll give him that. But I, I just can't keep behind Kenny Pickett whatsoever. Well, the way this draft is going, they could probably pick Malik Willis at 40 or whatever <laughs> pick they pick next. <laughs> right. So let me ask you this. The last time we saw a quarterback draft like this was 2013 with EJ Manuel being the only quarterback drafted at 16. Yeah. Pickett's the only quarterback drafted at 20. Yeah. Is this class as bad as it's as it says it is? You've you've kind of been like, no, I don't think so. I think there's a couple of guys so. who can make it. Yeah, I mean, EJ Manuel was you know career backup quarterback. I I think that you have at least two starters in this draft and Pickett and Willis. Um, I think Ritter. I am surprised Desmond Ritter didn't go in the first round. Everyone had him flying up draft boards. I saw him mock as high as ten as or nine to the Seahawks. Um, so I'm shocked that more teams didn't take guys in the first round. Um, there's guys with talent. Like, it's not a desolate wasteland of quarterback talent out there in this draft. Also, with the fifth-round option, you, I mean, you, and the amount of pennies that you're paying these guys in the later half of the first round, I don't know why some of these guys didn't trade up and take a swing on Desmond Ritter or Malik Willis at 32. Like, that's – I don't know. That's atrocious. I think it's no practice that no one took him at 32. Yeah. So looking to tomorrow, you got the Seahawks at 40 and 41. They're a prime candidate to take quarterback. Yeah. You got Atlanta at 43, maybe. Does Tampa take one at 33? Can they take Let Willis? Let for a year behind Tom. I'm, yeah. Does Tennessee at 30 – they're at 35 now. Yeah, Tennessee could. I just I just feel that if you're 35, right, and you're sitting there thinking like you're going to take a quarterback, why wouldn't you trade up three slots to get that fifth-year option? What, what are you doing? <laughs> so you're going to tell me in 2027 – when you could have paid him $20 million, you're going to be staring down the barrel at $45, $50 million extension. You just cost yourself $30 million. That's insane. Yeah, I hear you. To give up, like, a fourth-round pick. Yeah. Yes. That, that could be, like, a backup left guard. That's insane. <laughs> that, that, I'm, saying, I'm saying that yeah. is malpractice. Okay. Uh, I totally agree, by the way. But since we're talking about trades, I want to talk about malpractice for a minute. <laughs> yeah. What were the Vikings doing? They got what? absolutely fleeced in that trade with the Lions. Right. They So the, the Lions get pick 12 and pick 46, and the Vikings get picks 32, 34, and 36. So, like, I understand that they get a late first – and two seconds for a second and a first. 
but like the Bears last year had to give up a future first round pick to move up yeah. ten spots. The Vikings or the Lions moved up twenty spots and really all they did was like give up two second round picks and they still got a second in return. Yeah, they essentially just gave up a second round pick and take it Jameson. That that's wild. That's a I don't great know what trade Minnesota was thinking. For the Lions. Yeah. Yeah. What if if I'm Minnesota, I'm going, okay, keep your thirty four and thirty six. I'll take thirty two and a pick next year. Yeah, give me your first next year. Yeah. You want to move up twenty spots in the first round, that's gonna cost you. I mean the Bears yeah. went from twenty to ten. So we're like talking the same comparables here. Yeah. And I could even understand it if the Vikings got thirty two, thirty four, and thirty six. Like, all right, give me your two seconds. Yeah. But then they flipped forty six as well. I, I don't that one. But if you're if me. you're the Lions and they ask you for the uh, twenty twenty three first, you're hanging up the phone, you know. So that could have been yeah. they they could have talked him down to those two seconds, but still, like if if that's the deal on the table, you from the Viking standpoint, you hang up the phone and you just take Kyle Hamilton. Otherwise, you take Lewis Seen. Like, oh my God. No, but you get Kyle Hamil- Hamilton, who actually would be a great fit. He kind of reminds me of uh, who's that other white Harris, safety that the Vikings have had forever. Yeah. Also from, also Notre, from Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just kind of bizarre to me. That trade was like, what? I mean, yeah. New England got a third and a fourth plus the Chiefs' 29th pick, and they moved up eight spots. But that's way later in the round where picks aren't as valuable. I don't, I don't know. To jump 20 spots and really only give up a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. Good on the Lions. Good on yeah, the Lions. Lions made out like bandits there. The, Hutchinson and Jamison Williams kind of crushed it. Just uh, pretty wild that they moved up from 32 to 12. The problem with Jamison is you still had Jared Goff. Yeah, I think they're looking long-term, though, with Jamison. I, he might not even play until, like, October because of that ACL. Mm-hmm. Like, I think at this point you're thinking Jared Goff's just a, a bridge guy and you're looking towards the next draft to get your guy. All right. Is there anybody still on the board that you are shocked did not come off, other than Malik Willis, because we've talked plenty about him? Uh, I think we we kind of talked about it on the last pod or maybe two weeks ago. Brees Hall, we thought might have been might have snuck into the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, no running backs went in this first round, so that's kind of a little bit shocking. Uh, but the way the NFL's trending, running backs just aren't as valuable. But I thought he could have snuck into the first round. Um, I thought maybe George Pickens could have snuck into the first round with his athletic traits. Um, Andrew and Nicole, Andrew Booth Jr. He had, I guess, he had some injury questions, so he kind of slipped. Same with the Jabo, uh, obviously with the Achilles. Um, the one guy I thought that probably should have went round one too was Nicobe Dean from Georgia. Mm-hmm. He was in the green room. Yeah, I think the height scared away teams, and the lack of even testing at the combine or pro day scared teams away because everyone thought that he wasn't going to test nearly as well as Quay Walker. Um, so lack of height, lack of test results, I think kind of pushed him down the board. 
Um, so did he not? He didn't do any testing at the combine. No, I don't think he ran his forty or nothing. So teams didn't really have anything but tapes to go on. I mean, he has tremendous tape, but if everyone, if the word on town is you're not as nearly as athletic as Quay Walker, and then you refuse to kind of show anything at the combine, and you're like five foot eleven, it's not adding up. Well, and like whenever Quay I Walker advise, six four. Well, and whenever I advise players, like, and, and I'm dealing with guys that are you know going to be going on day three here but you know they always ask me like oh you know i shouldn't say always i've had questions where it's like you know the bench i'm not strong in the bench should i skip it and it's like no because if you skip an event scouts assume the worst like yeah. if, you, if you don't bench press i'm assuming now that you cannot bench press 225 pounds once or if you skip <laughs> the 40 it's because you're going to run a four nine like right and I, and I understand guys in round one of the draft they have a little bit more flexibility because you know, their tape is so good. But even if, you know, N'Kobe Deem is, doesn't look as good next standing next to Quay Walker, well, guess what? Quay Walker still went in front of you. Exactly. So, like, what do you have to hurt by testing? Um, so I just pulled up an article. There are four, four guys left in the green room. Uh, Matt Coral, which I'm shocked he went anyway. Yeah, right. Uh, That's Malik, the guy we kind of pegged like, oh, maybe yeah. not. Malik Willis, Nicobe Dean, and Kyler Gordon, who I had to admit when I saw him announced today, I was like, what? He didn't what is, test very well. What is he doing there? I think he ran in the four fives from uh, a cornerback position. That's not ideal. He's, I have him written down as my round two guys. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see where they go. Um, I have. Tyler Gordon, Brees Hall, Malik Willis, Watson, Pickens, Skymore, Ojabo, and Nicobe Dean. That's my list of Al and Trey McBride of uh, possible round two guys that I want to see where they go. Um, but yeah, Tyler Gordon, I don't know why he was even invited. That was a very, very fringe first round pick. Yeah. And, you know, nothing against those guys. It's a great experience. I mean, I'm sure they all would have rather heard, have their name called tonight, but to be even invited is a great honor. So I'm not like ripping on him for that. It's just like, that was a surprising guy to see that was invited. Yeah, yeah exactly. There weren't very many mock drafts that had him anywhere near 32. You want to talk Packers? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So at both 22 and 28, they could have had their pick of remaining wide receivers. Again, a wide receiver, did not come off the board after pick 18. Are you upset like the rest of Packer Nation that they did not pick a wide receiver, whether it's Pickens or Watson or somebody else? No, listen, I mean, they got – I think they got great value in taking those defensive players. You saw all these receivers fly up the board in the mid-teens. Um, they didn't feel like spending the draft capital to move up apparently. Um, so I don't hate them for that. Quay Walker as the first linebacker off, linebacker off the board uh, was a shocker to a lot of Packer Nation. But, I mean, he's 6'4", 240, runs a 4'5", 40. He's, got, he's from Georgia, has great uh, pedigree coming from there, national champion. Um, I love the pick. Then you got his buddy, 
from Georgia, Devontae Wyatt. He runs uh, a four seven seven forty, so equally as athletic, just not as big as Jordan Davis. He's probably a better pass rusher than Jordan Davis. Um, I love the pairing with him and Kenny Clark on that defensive line now. But if you look at the Packers roster, now you got seven out of eleven defensive starters as first round picks. There's no excuse now for any sort of defensive struggles for the Packers. Completely agree. Um, and honestly, their their defensive backfield is probably the best in the best shape it's ever been, assuming everybody stays healthy, right? You have Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, and Eric Stokes, all who had great years. I mean, yeah. Alexander had the injury, but Douglas and Stokes had great years. At the safety position, you got Amos and Savage, so you're fine there. Inside linebacker finally seems to be settled with uh, Walker and Campbell. Pass rush, you still got – I think they'll probably still take a guy probably tomorrow, maybe in round three um, yeah. or round two if they still got a guy they like there um, just because you probably need a rotation guy with, you know, uh, Gary and Preston Smith. And now you got Kenny, Kenny Clark and Devontae Wyatt. That is a very good defense in a bad division and a weaker conference. I agree. The boy um, Dean Lowry shaking his boots as Jaws about to get stolen. I still don't know what he's doing on the team. Anyway. <laughs> um, so I, I love what the Packers did this draft. I knew yeah. once once you had four wide receivers going to top twelve, I knew they weren't going to get a first round grade. And they just they didn't have to trade any picks. They just sat there and they got two guys right. that they were really high on. And, you know, people may not know these names because we're not in SEC land up here in Wisconsin, but mm-hmm. Wyatt had a relative athletic score of 9.6 out of 10, and Walker is 9.63 out of 10. These two guys are elite athletes mm-hmm. in a defense that desperately needed that in the middle of their defense. Right. And I think Gunakuns loves taking elite athlete over college film. You look at Rashawn Gary and Jair Alexander, elite mm-hmm. athletes at the positions. People question the Rashawn Gary pick. Um, I think Quay Walker and Devontae White are going to come through just like Rashawn Gary. It might take them a little while, but I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be hits. And you know, you know, at twenty-eight, I was thinking they might go Pickens because I think that would probably be. I wouldn't have hated that. Yeah, about right for him. But other than that, like. I've been saying, even though I'm a Christian Watson fan, I've been saying he's a day two guy. Yeah. Um, Sky Moore is a day two guy. I mean, I I honestly, what do you think about the Packers going back-to-back wide receivers in round two? That's a real possibility. I can see that. I mean, they their history says they love round two wide receivers. So yeah. I would expect them to take a round two wide receiver. Hopefully it's one of those – Sky more George Pickett, Christian Watson guys. Um, I'm hoping for that, but we'll see. I mean, I I want them to go and take the best player available. Also, um, hopefully, it's one of those guys. They are going to need some help there eventually in this draft. I mean, they can't. Eventually, I know they don't want to reach, but eventually they're going to draft somebody. That, that wide <laughs> receiver room somebody. needs some. Help. Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb, and that's kind of about it. And, and, and Lazard. but. Yeah, you know a Sky Moore or a Christian Watson or a Pickens, you know maybe they try and get up to the front of round two and get a guy they really like. I mean, who knows? They have a ton of picks if they want to move up. 
Yeah. They have 11 picks in this draft and they really don't have 11 needs. So maybe they move up into the front of round two and, and go get their guy. I don't know. I like these two picks though. Um, I know a lot of people, other people hate it, but I yeah, like I picks. just, I feel like their defense is solidified. I mean, they're going to be about defense and running game and Aaron Rodgers just being Aaron Rodgers, I guess. I mean, I don't hate that. I love defensive running game, especially when you're playing in January and there's snow on the ground and Rodgers completes balls only two players. So, yeah, exactly. All right. Anything else that we missed? Yeah, you want to talk about the non Debo trade for 10th overall? I don't know what John Lynch is doing. <laughs> he actually was called. <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't. <laughs> I don't even have to say anymore. Yeah, what what are you doing? What are you so doing? So if you, you don't got, trade you... him for you don't trade him for tenth overall, which I mean, basically it was do you like Garrett Wilson or do you want Debo? And they chose to keep Debo. Well, well now you're forced to pay Debo, and you're looking at you know thirty thirty one million. And Debo doesn't want to be there. No. So you That's got a guy insane. who's unhappy, and apparently it's not about just the money. So it's yeah. not even like if they if they finally crack open their wallet, which sounds like they're being cheap from rumors online. Even if they bust open the wallet, you still got a guy who doesn't want to be there. Now maybe if they pay him twenty eight million dollars a year, you know that that'll make a lot of other people change their minds. So maybe that's still a possibility. Yeah. But if you trade the tenth pick. You could have gotten Garrett Wilson, who was compared to Debo on the broadcast tonight. Yeah. You got to pay him $30 million over four years as opposed to per year. Yep. Not to mention, I saw like the Jets would have also given like picks 36 and uh, Elijah Moore. And like the Jets were like breaking out the kitchen sink if the rumors are true. You got to be careful with rumors. Yeah. Let's just assume they were going to give 10th. Let's just compare that. Because that was like a known, a known commodity there. Of at least they're going to get the tenth pick for Debo, and you're right. You look at Garrett Wilson, and you're paying him a fraction of the cost of Debo Samuel. I mean, it's, Debo it, doesn't it, want to be there. Like, what are you doing, John Lynch? It's exactly um, what the Titans did. Where it's yeah. like, okay, AJ Brown doesn't want to be here. We're going to go and get Traylon Burks, AJ Brown 2.0. And we're gonna pay him seventy five million dollars less over four years. Yeah. And That's... you know what? I like with the I like the Titans. They pivoted quick. They broke that relationship. They knew it, they recognized it, and they weren't just gonna let it fester all summer. So I applaud them for pivoting and moving off that real quick. Yeah. And you know what? In four years they're probably gonna be doing the exact same thing with Traylon Burks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically this wide receiver market is turning into the new running back market. You get your guide. For four or five years on the rookie contract, and then you, you you get rid of them if you you know it's good for you. Thirty million could be forty million in five years. That's just you know, you're looking at quarterback money. Well, and we're either going to see this continue to grow, or it's going to be like the running back market after Christian McCaffrey, where like if AJ Brown gets hurt, if Tyreek Hill gets hurt, you know teams are going to start going. What are we? what are we doing here? And you'll see that market. I mean, McCaffrey busted the market open for running backs at 16 mil a year. Yeah. And you've had a couple guys get close like cook and Kamara at 15, but yeah. otherwise that market's pretty much capped at about 12. If you're a top 10 running back. Yeah. 
So I know, think those those elite elite running backs that can be third down threats and the receiving receiving threats, I think they're always going to get paid because you basically you're, you know, a wide receiver too, and a running back. I don't know if this wide receiver market is going to just cap off and just fizzle out. I think it's going to keep booming, man, because you're always going to have these elite wide receivers just getting paid. I know, but how many teams? I just don't know how many teams are going to continue to pay between twenty-five and thirty million for a wide receiver. Obviously, the right. Jets will. Um, it makes you wonder what the Ravens were thinking. They the Ravens were rumored in the Debo Samuel trade. Yeah, but I thought that's where he was going to end up. But if but you figure if that trade was going to happen, it would have happened tonight. Yeah, unless. Unless San Fran's playing the real long game and they want 2023 draft picks, but I wouldn't want a Baltimore 2023 draft pick. That's going to be like pick 26 if they get Debo Samuel. Right. Uh, I I don't know what you do with the Debo Samuel situation over summer now. And I maybe, going maybe. back to the wider going back to the wider receiver market real quick. I think um, you're going to see these teams with these rookie scale contracts for quarterbacks. I think those are going to be the teams that keep lighting up the free agent market for the wide receivers to keep paying them because they can offset that cost with those really cheap quarterback contracts. I don't think that you're going to be paying guys 40, 30 million when you're paying your quarterback 40, 30 million. That's undoable. Like if you're paying your quarterback, you know, 10, you can do it. Well, the Bengals are going to find out in a couple of years, aren't they? Yeah, Bengals are in a dicey situation because of the bromance there. But, I mean, what's the next one coming up? Herbert and, say, uh, Herbert and Mike Williams. Let Mike Williams go in three years when Herbert's up? We'll see. Do you, do you think the Giants go quarterback at 36? No, I think they ride it out. Ugh, it could, I mean, maybe Malik Willis, but I, I, my because... gut says they ride it out with with uh, Danny Dimes, yeah, but they for didn't. One year. They, I know for one year, but they did not. Yep. Give his fifth year option. I know, but I think this is his like make or break year. Like, look, you have everything in front of you. You got a brand new coach, offensive system. You got all the wide receivers you could ever want. You got your offensive line. You got Saquon healthy. Hopefully, we're giving you one year. If you don't do it, you're gone. So makes- I think that's where they are. It makes you wonder what the hell's going on with Tony, too. Tony? I don't think there's going to be much market for him in the trade market because, I mean, he played three games. Uh, they used a first-round pick on him, so obviously they're going to want high um, draft value back in return for him, but no one's going to do it because he's a head case for them, and he's only played three games, can't stay healthy. Yeah, so, so, so why is he not in camp? That's my question. Yeah. I don't even think he has a playbook. No, they won't give it to him until he shows up to a meeting. <laughs> what a mess. So, I mean, yeah, if you trade a guy, like if you pivot off a guy after year one, that's crazy. I mean, another Dave Gettleman pick bites the dust, I guess. I cannot remember any draft ever that had two veteran players traded on draft day. Right. I think that's a new NFL these days, man. It's baby it's coming becoming the NBA. 
Yeah, there was a tweet by Agent David Cantor who said, you know, the NBA has kind of leaked all over the NFL where you're going to have winners and losers and certain teams are just going to want to stay as cheap as possible. Um, which is true to some extent. Now, the NFL's got a floor. Every team's got to spend at least 90% of the salary cap over a three-year period. But, yeah, certain position markets, you're going to have teams that just refuse to pay these guys. Wide receiver being yep. the biggest example of that. Yep. And if you take Tennessee, I mean, you're paying Derrick Henry top tier money. You're paying Ryan Tannehill thirty some million a year. I I heard on uh, the broadcast today that Tannehill has the highest cap hit this year. Due to restructures, probably. That's probably due yeah. to restructures. He's got a yeah. forty million dollar cap hit this year. Yeah, see that's insane. So you know you can't justify Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, AJ Brown like a hundred million dollars in your offense. That's what you get for signing a bad deal with Tannehill, though. Yeah, but that's kind of the quarterback market, man. You got they force your hand. Do you want to keep Tannehill or do you want to delve into the draft and maybe get guy in the twenties like a Kenny Pickett? Dive into the draft. (laughs) Every time, (laughs) dive in, man. If it's not elite, I'm not taking it. Dude, 38 mil this year for Tannehill. Yeah, I I get it, man, but he was just the one seed. Dude, Stafford he was the one seed without he just he just restructured he just renegotiated after winning a Super Bowl. He's not even getting that much. He's at 40 mil now. Not his cap number, but, is it? Oh, I'm but dude. Cap numbers, whatever. It's I I mean, I think the player Players want cold hard cash. I mean, they're not looking at the cap number. So, I mean, you're Ryan Tannehill, and someone asks you for $30, $32 million, you're going to take it. And then it's just, it's on the team to figure out the cap. Yeah. He's got $29 million base salary they can move around if they wanted to. Um, yeah. All right. Let me ask you this. And then maybe we'll, uh, we'll call it a day unless you got anything else. Yeah. Does Baker Mayfield get traded? Saturday. Uh, so now we're talking fourth, four, fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh round pick. Uh, I mean, probably yeah. I mean, I think that's Seattle. probably where. Yeah, if you're if you're asking like maybe a fifth round pick for Baker Mayfield, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, he doesn't want to be in Cleveland. I don't know what Cleveland's kind of waiting for. I would pretty much take anything at this point because if he if you come out this weekend and he's still on your roster you're just looking at cutting him yeah i mean either way like teams that are interested in baker don't want to pay baker 20 million dollars this year so either the browns are going to have to cut him and they're still going to owe him 20 million dollars or they might as well trade him they're probably still going to take on 15 million dollars but then at least you get a draft pick yeah even though, like, even if it's, even if it's a seventh round pick, at least it's some asset in return. Yeah, and you're probably still going to eat some salary anyway, but at least you're not eating all of it. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't know where I'm at with Baker. I just don't, I don't believe he's even like a starting caliber quarterback at this point. His film. He's better than Drew really, Locke and Geno Smith. Maybe, but at what cost? I mean, he might be a marginal upgrade. I, he's not. Huge upgrade from Drew Locke, I'd say. If, if you can, 
know basically what, what I think is the 10 minute viral video that Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad put out there of him just missing wide open Odell Beckham Jr. routes down the field just tanked his stock around the league. Like, there's no coming back from that. So, I mean, that wherever he gets traded to or goes, like, you know, your fan base on Twitter just be staring that in their face, looking at that, like, yep, that's my new quarterback. QB1 right there. <laughs> I think, honestly, the biggest red flag for me is that nobody wants to play with him. Like, uh, Jarvis yeah. Landry wanted out. Odell wanted out, and now that Baker's out, Jarvis is like, well, I'll come back to Cleveland. Yeah, I'll come back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have great measurables. He's a shorter-type quarterback. He can't run. He's not very – he's not as mobile as, like, these Josh Allen's, Lamar Jackson's, this new wave of quarterback that's coming through the league. I mean, he doesn't have the strongest arm. He's he's not, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes. He's not this big, strong athlete. He's just kind of a guy. He, him and Tua, I think, are the same. They're just guys. Like Tua's going to have an amazing statistical year, though, because he's going to throw so many six-yard passes that go for Oh, yeah. Those wide receiver screens are going to go miles, dude. Yeah. I can't wait to watch that. He's going to have, like, 3,800 yards and, like, 28 touchdowns, and they're all going to be six-yard slants and wide receiver screens. (laughs) Jalen Wilds going to run 75 yards on a (laughs) 20-yard pass play, just invading six guys. Yeah. I mean, I I think Tua's, like, for the price, I like Tua as like a game manager. Sure. Um, but I mean, once he reaches his fifth year option, I'm pretty much done with him. Kind of the same way with Baker. Like he can be a nice little game manager, nice, nice little story. You resurrected Cleveland. You got their first win in like two years. Good for you, man. Pat on the back. But yeah, your time's pretty much done. Well, and the other thing too is, as these quarterback contracts go up, that fifth year option is going to get less and less appealing. I mean, unless you have a guy like Burrow or Herbert who's like demands top money. Yeah. I like, think Tyler picked up at uh, I think it's like twenty nine point seven million. That's because he made two two Pro Bowls, so he get he yeah. got the franchise tag number. Yeah, um, but I mean if you're an elite quarterback like that, like if you're a Kyler Murray, if you're a you know Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow and you're expected to be, you know, elite within three years, you're gonna be hitting those numbers. Otherwise, if you're not hitting those numbers, you're going to be Danny Dimes, and you're not going to get your fifth option picked up. The weird thing about it is it's all tied to Pro Bowls. Yeah. Which is bizarre because that's, like, fan voted and Yeah, and, like, everyone makes the Pro Bowl, man. Yeah. Uh, You have to be be an original ballot Pro Bowl, or you can't be a a sub-in. Dude, like, Kirk Cousins makes the Pro Bowl. Yeah, no, no, no. no, no. (laughs) You got to be, like, a first ballot Pro Bowler. Yeah. so that's why, like, Baker's fifth-year option was cheaper than Lamar's because Lamar won MVP, and he was obviously a Pro Bowler that year. But they got to do something about like that. They need to go to like like an All-Pro thing and not Pro Bowl. Yes, yeah, the Pro Bowl's weird. Or yeah, I don't know. Anyway, and anything else? Do you have any other notes? Uh, I think that's about it for round one, man. I mean, it it delivered. We another thing we got right is we predicted the middle of this draft was this middle of this round was going to be chaotic. Yeah, I I I was writing down trades trying to keep track of them. At, at <laughs> I one, stopped. At, I was like, at like 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 fifth one. I'm like, all right, this is getting ridiculous. By t- by the time we got to the Jets trading back in, I could not for the life of me remember who had that pick. It, oh, it, ended what, up being, it, it was Tennessee. Oh. But 
I, I, I was like in the moment I was like I just wrote down Jets and I was like I don't know who whose pick <laughs> who's was the this? original holder. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember. I mean, like when Philly was moving up on the draft board, I was like, all right, um, I I'm kind of lost of where all these picks are flying to. Um, and Philly was already confusing because I couldn't keep them in the Saints straight yeah. after their original trade and then the, they're moving up and then they're trading for players i was just like oh my god yeah what is happening also i understand that the nfl draft is a tv show first and yeah. foremost that's what it is yeah. but my god we need to cut down the chit chat between picks here because like twitter at the end of the draft was two picks ahead of the tv broadcast yeah yeah like, i I, uh, I tried to refrain from any social media uh, because I knew Twitter would be exploding with these picks and unveiling them. I like the suspense. So yeah. I was just trying to stay with the broadcast and stay off of Twitter. Um, I, I was on Twitter for the Packers picks because that, that's fun, the waiting. Yeah. But, like, otherwise, I'm trying to keep up with trades and everything else. You kind of need yeah. Twitter. I was uh, I was dying, though. I texted you with the Andrew Whitworth little spiel there. <laughs> I mean, of all the picks to come out and talk, give a five-minute speech, you pick the Packers pick. Just killing me, man. The suspense yeah. is just killing me. Um, also, one of the bullet points I get to here real quick, uh, five Georgia Bulldog defenders round one. And the first defenders. pair of, first pair of teammates on the same side of the ball going to the same team. Yeah. First yeah. time that's ever happened. That's awesome. Uh, that's it makes me feel very stupid for picking Alabama to beat Georgia in the right. national championship. Although to my credit, I mean, Alabama kind of whooped the shit out of them in the SEC championship game. I think they win that game though. If Jameson's healthy, but whatever. Although in our mock draft uh, a couple weeks ago, we had Trayvon Walker and Jordan Davis joined up in Houston. It That's just true. happened. It just happened to be Devonte Wyatt and Clay Walker. So that is true. We thought uh, pairing would happen. We just didn't know who it would be. <laughs> I will say that outside of Cole Strange and Dotson, there were not too many guys that really jumped into round one that wasn't expected. You could maybe make the argument for Quay Walker. Uh I think the last week or so, people were saying Quay Walker over Kobe Dean. So that kind of picked up some steam here. So I'm not shocked about that one. But uh, Dotson and Cole Strange, to me, are the only two guys that I really didn't see going round one. Yeah. Dotson, Dotson, Cole Strange. Dotson went so high, too, at 16. So I thought it was a reach. Yeah. Cole Strange, definitely, that was ridiculous. Um, well, one other one I wanted to say um, – Tyler Smith, 24, solid pick, but I thought they might have reached on that a little bit. They could have got him, I think, maybe top of the round two if they wanted to trade back. Yeah. But other than that, uh, a lot of teams did solid, I thought, tonight. I agree. I think the Chiefs did made out pretty well with the McDuffie pick, too. Yeah, McDuffie and uh, Carl Loftus, those are great picks for the Chiefs. Yeah. Packers going to defense, the Bills going Elam. Yeah. Um, you know, some good teams who we thought would go a different direction just kind of short up their defenses. And I agree with you. Got to zip it over from Zags, man. Yep, and I, I like what the two New York teams did. They both needed a ton of help, and they got it. Um, 
a lot of teams got better tonight. Yeah. So. I agree. I think the Packers are going to get hammered overnight and hit into tomorrow with the lack of wide receivers. But like we established, the the value they got there at 22 and 28 could pass up. And it wasn't worth reaching to get one of those guys. They could probably get round two now. Yeah, definitely. Maybe two guys. Who knows? Mm-hmm. All right, man. Good stuff. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed our round one recap. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. We had an absolute blast doing this, even though it's late. And we will talk to y'all later this weekend. Mike will be back in the studio uh, to break down the rest of the draft, especially what the Packers are going to do over the next couple of days. I'll be able to share in some stories about what happened with my guys as we get past Saturday here. And looking forward to the rest of the weekend. So thanks again for listening. Follow us on all the socials. Spread the word. And we hope you enjoyed it. Have a good rest of your draft weekend. Later. Later.